Hello, welcome everyone to episode two of Stasia Says Podcast. Uh, this was a bit of an unplanned episode, I've, I've got to be honest with you guys. Uh, it's been a pretty chaotic week, obviously in the last episode I gave a pretty passionate rant about why I hate the idea of a European Super League, why it shouldn't happen, and as fate has it, in the time since then, it appears that the owners have seen sense, the fans have protested, everyone's protested, the players have protested, and and justice has prevailed because the European Super League is pretty much off. Uh, we've had eight teams pull out, including this, all six of the Premier League teams, the big six that were going to take part. But where the European Super League has been so dominant in the news, it's caused us to kind of have another thing go under the radar, which is pretty big and I think needs to be spoken about. And that is the um, revamping of the Champions League. It's uh, just, I mean, we're going to go through this in quite a lot of detail because I've got up in front of me here all the details that we're going to discuss. But from 2024, um, it's going to be, you know, a revamped 36-team tournament. There's a lot to talk about here because, trust me, these you, know, you look at these changes, they're not good things. The Super League is definitely a worse idea, but these are not good things. So, I mean, yeah, we're definitely going to have a lot to uh, discuss here and a lot to roast. A lot to go in on, but we're gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna talk about that in a minute because I think we should have a quick overview of the fallout from the Super League being cancelled because there's been a lot of you know kind of backlash in terms of what happens now. Before we get into that though, I do want to say one thing uh, because we're in a position where okay, the big six have pulled out. We've had the chairman of Liverpool, um, John W. Henry, he's come out and he's apologised. And, and listen, I'm I do not approve of his actions. I do appreciate that he's had the balls to, to come out and say, look, I fucked up, I'm sorry. But that doesn't really, you know, solve the issue because ultimately you've still completely ignored your fans. You've ignored the people that help you make so much money, the players, the managers. Because let's not forget this, not just Liverpool, all the players involved, all the squads, the clubs involved. The, 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 it wasn't consulted with the players, the coaches, the managers, the staff. This was just the guys, the suits in the boardroom going, we're doing this, you're going to do it, shut up. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a great deal of ecstasy to me that I can sit here today and comfortably know that there'll be no European Super League because if this had gone through, it would have been an absolute disaster for football, not just watching it. But for the players, the fans, it would have, and it would have had, a, you know, a, a snowball effect. How would you know? It would have had a shocking effect on a, on on the pyramid of England of of other countries. Money would have been a problem for the smaller clubs, and it's just disgusting that something so greedy almost came to fruition. But thankfully, justice has prevailed, and there will be no European Super League. But there's two people I want to quickly talk about because I don't want to sit here for another hour or so talking about the European Super League. I already gave my outrageous um, and candid thoughts on it. And if you didn't hear those thoughts, go back and check my previous podcast, my European Super League rant. But there are two people that I think need to be discussed here. And that is Florentino Perez, the chairman of Real Madrid, and what would have been the president of the Super League, could still be the president of the Super League if it somehow goes through. Because obviously, let's not forget, there's been contracts signed, there's a lot of legal jargon still to deal with, so um, it, it's not kind. Of, there's still a lot of kind of to go through in terms of the paperwork, but it's very much moving in the right direction. We're going to talk about him and the Juventus chairman, who, to be honest with you guys, had to Google 
on, and I hope you get this right. So if there's any Juventus fans listening, I'm really sorry if I get this wrong. Actually, considering what's happened, you're probably not sorry. You probably don't care if I drop the C-bomb on this guy, but I'm not going to. The Juventus chairman... Okay, here we go. <laughs> Andrea Agnelli. Like, please tell me I got that right. We're going to discuss these two because these two are potentially, more so Perez, are two of the, probably the biggest scumbags in football today. So for those of you who don't know, Florentino Perez was the main kind of catalyst for this taking place. He was going to be the chairman of the Super League and he's made some ridiculous comments. Uh, in a nutshell, things he said include that he's trying to save football, that he's thinking of the fans. Tell me how you're th- trying to save football when you're taking away competition, you're putting all the richest clubs in one league with, with no promotion, with no relegation. You're only allowed to be in it by invite, okay, on on, on past accomplishments. Um, you know, so, and, 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 and these clubs that we're talking about, we're talking about, like, again, I, I, hate, I don't want to overdo it here, but we're talking about clubs like Arsenal, who aren't even in the Champions League at the moment, that drew with Fulham on Saturday, that haven't played a game of Champions League football in, what, four years? Then you've got Spurs, who haven't won a trophy in nearly 12 years. They just sacked their manager a week before a cup final when they can end their goal drought. Their, sorry, their, well, I mean, it feels like a goal drought, but uh, their trophy drought. Um, you've got Inter, they're about to win their first league title in about 10 years. And it it just goes on. You, you could have a, you're going to have a comp- you're gonna have a competition where you can win the league, but then still get knocked out in basically the playoffs and get nowhere, it, it doesn't matter. And, and essentially, it doesn't matter how you do in this league. So what's the point? Because you could lose every single game every year and you'll still be in it next year. You could win the whole thing, win every game, 10-0, dominate. All you win is a bit of money, a little, probably a rubbish trophy, and that's it. And then it just goes on again next year. It's just a boring cycle. Who, pardon my friendship, but who the fuck wants to watch that? So don't you dare come out and tell me. Don't insult our intelligence and say that it's for fans. You're trying to save football. No, no, no. You might as well get a shotgun and blow football's brains out because that's what you're trying to do. The only thing you're trying to save, Perez, right, is your pockets. I mean, you're not even trying to save them. You've got money. You've got money. You're in Real Madrid. Why, why do you need to... Why do you need to, to, to put more money in your pockets? Like, there's just... You know, I'm not exactly a millionaire here, but there has to be a point where you just just stop. Just, just stop it, you know? Um, what was the other thing I said that he said? It's, it's yeah, so he's trying to save football and it's for the fans. I mean, I feel like I've kind of um, kind of wrapped it up in a, in a nutshell, really. There's just nothing, you know, he never thought about the fans. He didn't, he didn't give a shit about the fans, mate. He doesn't give two shits about me or you, you listening to this, me doing this, any football fan, even those Real Madrid fans. Cause, and he's talking about money, right? Or he's, he's talking about, um, what was it? For the fans and stuff. And in terms of greed... Right, I'm probably going on a bit here. Sorry, but let's let's not forget that realm that he's basically, if you haven't seen it, he's um, uh, funding a new development for the Bernabeu to put like a roof on it and stuff. And don't get me wrong, it looks nice, and I think there's a part of him that goes, "Oh, we're building this nice new stadium. Why are we going to bother with Alaves and um, Real Betis kind of where we can have Liverpool there, Man City, Barcelona every week? Fuck off, mate. Okay, just just stop. What more do you want?" Your team could win the Champions League this year for what the fourteenth time. Why? Why do you need like what? What? Oh, what? How are you helping fans? How are you saving football? How are you thinking of the fans? You're not thinking of the fans. Oh, it's, it's atrocious, mate. Honestly, Florentino Perez 
is just a scumbag, mate. Honestly, he, I, I, some, you either have to do something about this guy, man. Just get him out of here. Get him out. Um, then there's the Juventus chairman, Andrea Aneg, uh, Angeli, Agnelli. I'm, I'm not going to get it right, but I've got a Juventus fan coming on in a few podcasts time. And he'll be able to correct me on this because he's actually Italian as well. Um, but I mean, this guy, I hate less at this moment in time. But he still deserves a bit of a roast because this is a guy who sat next to the UEFA chairman, whose name I also probably can't pronounce. I'm going to try Alexander Seferin. Seferin, is that right? I'm really sorry if I've pronounced that wrong. Any, because I think he's Swiss. Any Swiss fans out there? Um, but this guy sat there, and he. Let's not forget, Andre Anegli was the one of the top dogs in the ESA, and the ESA was, of course, the it well, it is. The uh, corporation which works in the best interests of the of the big Champions League clubs, the 200 clubs or whatever it is. So basically, his job is to help oversee that everyone's okay in everything and everything's run smoothly in the Champions League. He sat there in all these meetings helping about this new format, which we're going to talk about today. And there he is planning for his teams and 11 other teams to fuck off and start their own competition. Pardon me. Seferin called him a snake and that is what he is. He is a snake. He really is a snake, and he's come out today and said that whilst he admits the the Super League is probably going to be pretty much impossible now because of the pullouts, and thank fuck for that. But he's also said he sees the he he still sees the dream of the project. What dreams are you seeing, mate? Besides your bank account, what dreams are there? I, I just hate it when these guys try to insult our intelligence, and it leads to my next point on the European Super League fallout. Before we move on to the Champions League, we'll talk about this in a bit more detail is the repercussions now, because there's been a lot of things said, especially for the big six clubs. There was talks of points deductions, even relegations, disqualifications. But this is where I have a slight problem, because let's not forget that this had nothing to do with the, the coaching staff, the players, the general staff around the club. This was purely the suits in the boardroom that said, we're going to do this, you're going to enter this competition, you're going to earn us more money, fuck you. That's basically what's been said here. So I think it's really unfair to then say, okay, listen, we know we know you're, you was your chairman and the guys on the board that want you to do this, but we're going to take 20 points off you. Bang. I think that's unfair. Um, if anything, I think there needs to be a sort of a review on, on how clubs are run. Because I know in Germany at the moment, they have a rule where uh, the fans trust or like the fans have majority ownership. Which is why the likes of Bayern and Dortmund, when they were offered to be in this league, they were like, no, no chance. And I think we need something similar here because, especially with all these, and I mean this least racist way possible, with all these foreigners coming in, these Americans and stuff, they, they're they businessmen. They look at this, they don't look at it as a football club, win trophies. They see it as, you know, make money, more money, more money, more money, profit, profit, net, net profit, all this stuff. That's not what it's about, mate. It's about it's about competition, integrity, and, and playing for the fans. And I think it's been shown well clear here that that is not what they give two shits about they don't give two shits about me and you mate you know so yeah i just think something needs to be done about these guys there needs to be some sort of rule where fans have a majority share i'm not saying these guys can't come in and own the club i'm not saying that at all but i think there needs to be a thing where sort of something in place where it's not just random businessmen come from anywhere in the world for their own benefit because that's Essentially what it is, and I think this whole Super League thing has has really shown that. Uh, but in terms of the sort of repercussions now, 
I don't think it should be, I don't think the playing staff should be punished because they've worked their asses off all season. They're doing well in respective competitions. Some teams can still qualify for the Champions League, etc. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be unfair to say, okay, yeah, 20 points off for you. You're out of the Champions League. But I think it needs to be taken further up. Forget the lead, the players alone. This has nothing to do with them. They were completely against it, as were the managers. Take it further up, mate. Send it upwards towards the boardroom. They're the ones that need to be punished somehow. How you're going to do that, I don't know, because you can't exactly sack chairman, but something needs to be, some rule needs to be put in place, I think, especially for next season, to do something about this and stop something like this happening again. Because for as long as these chairmen are there, these Americans, these, you know, Russians, well, I mean, the Russians aren't as bad, but like Abramovich, but like these Americans, especially with their, you know, lack of um, respect for promotion and relegation and stuff. People like that, these you know, the Arabs. It, something needs to be done where, you know, or more so, sorry, I'm, what I meant to say was as long as these guys are there, it will be the same thing. They will treat us like a business. There is nothing saying like 10 years' time we won't have a similar situation where they won't do something similar or, or even worse. So something needs to be done now to save this from happening again because trust me, it will happen again. That is it in terms of, in terms of the ESL because we've already spoken so much about it and everyone else has spoken so much about it. But I feel like that's just kind of something I wanted to bring up. But today's podcast, we're going to be talking something a bit different. Something that sort of slipped under the radar and I've got it in front of me right now on my laptop is the revamped Champions League. And if you thought the Super League was bad, sadly it's not getting much better. So there's been a lot of talk about changing the Champions League from its current format and it is now going to take place starting in three and a half years' time. So the beginning of the 2024-25 season. Um, so just to reiterate, on the current format, so you have the qualifying rounds, the 32-team group stage, the top two from each group go through, last 16, quarterfinals, semifinals, final, winner, done. Happy, everyone's happy. Bob's your uncle. Um, obviously, top usually top four from every league, but obviously it depends on the UEFA coefficients, which can change from time to time. So it's a pretty straightforward format, but UEFA want to spice up. Once again, revenue is a big thing here. So what I'm going to do, I'm on BBC Sport. I'm going to kind of read you through what they, how they've kind of explained the Super, uh, not Super League, but I'm sick of that thing, the Champions League new format. Um, and we'll just have a little discussion about it. So it starts off, the revamped 36-team Champions League was agreed on Monday. So that's the first thing. There's now going to be four more teams added in. It comes the day after 12 clubs. Okay, we don't care about Super League. We're going to ignore that. So as it says here, it's going to start in 2024 and run until 2033, at least 2033. So I think it'll be kind of a thing in that time where they'll see if it's working. So here's the big change, the first big change. Um, the new... Hold on, have I skipped? No, 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 sorry. The new format will see 36 clubs qualifying as an expanded first phase, where all clubs will play against 10, opponent, 10 opponents of varying strengths. This will result in a league table with the top eight qualifying for the knockout phase and the next 16 going into a playoff for the remaining eight slots. So the group stages, group A, B, C, D, whatever, that's gone. You're going to have one big league of 36 teams and you're going to play your team's going to be playing 10 matches of varying degrees so for example for Liverpool say they're in it you could have be playing Bayern Munich one week and I don't know Lokomotiv Moscow the next 
and it's ba and yeah, three points for a win, one point draw. So it's basically one. It really is the Champions League. But bear in mind that word, the Champions League. Yeah. So what this means, in in essence, is that each team's going to be playing more games because. Obviously, in the group stage at the moment, you get six games. If you get knocked out, you either drop into the Europa League or you're just out altogether. Whereas now, you're going to have at least 10 games. Or even if you get smashed every game, 5-0, five, 6-0, five either way, you're, you're going to be playing more games, which in turn means more revenue, more TV time, more advertising. It goes on and on. So... Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that UEFA aren't thinking of the fans here because we all love watching loads of football, but you can't deny that revenue and money is, is still a massive thing here because why else would they try and do something that adds, you know, um, more games? Remember back in the day when it was a straight knockout competition? Like, I love that. Simple, mate. Nice and simple. You, you, you lose, you're out. Simple. So let's continue. So this will result in a league table with the top eight qualifying for the knockout phase, so the top eight will go straight through, and the next 16, yeah, remember that number? 16 going into a playoff for the remaining eight slots. So let's let's analyze this, let's analyze this. So you have your top eight go through, right? Then 16 teams are gonna go into the playoffs. So essentially, everyone that finishes from one to 24 has a realistic chance of going to the next round. 1 to 24. Think about that. Think about that. Right, you could have someone like, who's a good, who's a, who's a kind of crap team. Let's take someone like Sevilla, right, who played 10 games and they got, they got, their record's like 1 for 9. But because they just fit in and they finish 24th, they just get in, they played, you know, shit throughout the whole league stage. Pardon me. But then they can go to the knockout rounds, having won one game and then start playing well and win it. Even though they were dreadful in the in the in the first stage, so you could literally finish like twenty fourth and still have a chance of winning the whole thing of being champions of Europe. I'm sorry, but I think that's just quite frankly ridiculous. Because what the current group stage does is is it gives everyone a, fight, a fair chance. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. You go home or you get demoted to the Europa League. If you are good enough, you move on to the next round, and then it's every man for himself. Essentially, it's you don't you know you can get drawn against anyone. Uh, you don't know who you're going to get next, and it goes on and on to the final. Nice and simple. But with this, I, I, I get that it's about giving other teams a chance, but it, it's just quite frankly ridiculous. Because I'm sorry if you're, you know, if you're going like completely negative, like two for eight, conceding thirty goals, six points, like minus ten goal difference. Clearly, you're not good enough. You know, you, you think about this. You could have someone like Bayern Munich, right? Or who's a good example right now? Let's say Paris Saint Germain, right? You could have Paris Saint Germain win all ten games, thirty goals. 30 wins, sorry. Uh, 10 wins with like 100 goals. They've, you know, 10 nil wins every game. No goals conceded. Then you have someone like Sevilla. They go one for nine, sneak into that round, win through the playoffs, get PSG in the next round, play two boring nil nils and win on penalties. On one side, I can see why some people would maybe think, okay, but isn't that more interesting because, it, 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 you know, anything can happen. But at the same time, it's, it, it comes to a point where it's a bit ridiculous. You can't be... 24th out of a 36 team league and have a realistic chance uh, I'm, I'm sorry it, it's, it's just stupid imagine that in the premier league think about in the premier league let's take the current premier league table let's say it was a similar system right where say 
1 to 12 moved into a playoff system. So let's say, the, just argument's sake, 1 to 6 went into the playoffs, right? Yeah, or they're not, whatever. Just, just, we're just making it up right now. 1 to 6 go straight through. So you could have someone like Wolves, who have probably, or if I'm not mistaken, have lost more games than they've won, sneak into it, right, into this playoff system, suddenly become good and win it. No, it needs to be about how a team performs, not just in one game, but over the course of the comp. Sorry, over the course of the the competition. Um, and all you're doing instead is just you know, it, they could literally just start picking up after one certain stage and 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 win the whole thing. It's ridiculous. In the Premier League, right? I know the Premier League champions are two different competitions, but if a team is shit in the Premier League and they lose like over ten, you know, twenty games, they're going to be in a relegation scrap. You won't see them winning the league. Oh, it's ridiculous, mate. It is, it's just quite frankly stupid. So I definitely don't agree with that. Um, and also, again, what we spoke about before, what does that, having more playoffs, it just adds more games, more TV time, more broadcast deals. But also, think about how congested things already are at the moment. Like all over Europe, right? You've got the Premier League. There's, what, 38 games for each team in the Premier League. The FA Cup, the League Cup. Then obviously you're going to have the Champions League, you've got the Europa League, you've got this new shit they bring out, the Europa Conference League. What the fuck, see, what, I'm sorry, what even is the Europa Conference League? What even is the Europa Conference League? Like, seriously, what is it? Like, are, why do we need another competition and then these twats are trying to bring out the European Super League? What, what just, like, that's, that's <laughs> I love my football, but there has to be a point where you go, just stop, enough is enough got too many trophies so oh my god it's just oh i'm getting stressed out mate it's crazy just too many matches like literally you can understand like players are going to burn out at some point playing all these matches imagine playing 10 group games and you don't qualify like what what was that for anyway <laughs> let's move on so understandably the format has been criticized by fans groups not least, and this is where it, this is where it gets a bit interesting. Not because, to, not least, because two of the additional four slots will be allocated on the base basis of past performance to the clubs with the highest UEFA coefficient that did not qualify for the Champions League automatically, but did qualify for another European competition. Uh, they've given an example here, but I'll give my own example. So let's base, you know, the the qualification on the current league standings right so you basically this is, how, this is it you've got West Ham and Leicester right we've had brilliant seasons brilliant seasons may well qualify for the Champions League this year but in this format those extra four spaces from so you've obviously had the 32 teams before those extra four so Liverpool could literally finish sixth with like 60 points you know lose 12 games you know I'll, I'll be the first even as a Liverpool fan that we've had a shit season. We've had a really shit season. I'm not going to sit here and make it... We've been shit this year. There's no second way about that, right? Injuries or not, we've been shit. But based on this, because we won the Champions League six times, we would get in. On on like, oh, we you know we, we've won the Champions League before, so you can be in it. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Because... You know, qualifying for any tournament is based on merit. You reach the next round of a tournament because you won your last game. You qualify for this because you finished in this position. Why should clubs, not just Liverpool, but any clubs, why should clubs 
um, be allowed in. It, do you know what? It's not too different from the Europa Su- uh, what's it called? The European Super League. Oh yeah, you you've got money. You've won X European Cups. Yeah, come join this league. It's absolutely crazy. So does I don't know if it's just me, but does that not give clubs like bigger clubs like less incentive in a way? Like if they're not challenging for the title, they don't have to worry about sort of finishing top four because oh we've won the Champions League in the, in our past. We, you know, we're essentially feeding off of stuff that we did 40 years ago when half half the whole squad weren't even born. It's just oh my god! It's it's just it's just quite frankly ridiculous to be honest. I just does that not take? It doesn't take away the competition as such, but it takes away the merit aspect. I think it, I just think to be quite blunt with you, it's absolutely dreadful. And whoever came up with this is is stupid. I think it's. I think there's more broadcast deals motivations to this because let's be honest Champions League watching so basically watching someone like Liverpool or Man United the Champions League would be more appealing say neutral than watching someone like West Ham or or like Leeds or Leicester in the Champions League that's just how it is these days but that is just I'm sorry but if a team gets in a competition or the Champions League sorry based on merit then they've earned their right I don't think there should be anyone's you know we shouldn't qualify by playing shit but because we won it we get in on that, I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. But they've given an example anyway. If the process was in existence this season, Liverpool, depending on the outcome of the domestic cup competitions, and Chelsea would be those clubs who stood to benefit. So, yes, that means that literally we could we could lose nearly 15 games, win 15, for example, finish sixth. But because we 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 won the Champions League, we would be allowed in even though we were absolutely diabolical for the whole season. I'm sorry, but that is shocking. For all the roasting of the Europe, uh, European Super League, you know, it's definitely worse, but this is not much better because that for me is still saying, pardon me, okay, you didn't earn your place, but you know what, you've won it before, come join us. Oh, it's ridiculous, mate. And then finally... Uh, it, the criticism around the format is that it would strip away the base of qualification being around league position, which it does. I mean, that is hitting the nail on the head, really. As a team could qualify for the Champions League despite finishing lower in a team in the table than a team in the same league that missed out. Yeah, I mean, it just sums up really what I just said. It takes away the merit of a team earning it. Like, you've got a team like, say, Leicester or West Ham now, a good example. West Ham, they've grinded, they've played good football, they've had a good season. They genuinely deserve to be in the Champions League. But if that sort of situation, like you could have, then you've got Liverpool, for example, or even Chelsea, who've been very mediocre, very poor, you know, slumped to sort of sixth, seventh in the league, but because they lifted the trophy before, they automatically get in. I just think. Listen, I, I I think the European Super League is without doubt the worst possible thing that could happen to football, and I'm glad that it's not going to happen. But this new Champions League format is appalling. I think if you're going to change it, do you know what? Just do it straight knockout like in the old days, you know? Literally, round one, round two, round three, etc., 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 final. Two legs, bang. But this, it just, to be honest, it just screams an attempt to get more broadcast deals because it's going to be more matches because of the more teams. I mean, if we do the maths here, in the group stage alone, the league stage, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, that, there's going to be 360 matches. 360 matches. 
you know, and, and think about how many of those matches could prove like inconsequential. Teams that are out, te- you know, teams that, you know, are just not going to go anywhere. Teams finishing 24th and serving a chance. It's it's just ridiculous. I just I don't agree with it, to be honest. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a pretty shambolic idea. I think it's not too different from the Europa Super League because I think it's still a very sly attempt at trying to just grab more money and more money through broadcasting rights. But whereas UEFA maybe served as the good guys in the debate over the European Super League, they're using this as a way to kind of come across like, you know, it's kind of, attention's kind of often people aren't really thinking about it as such, but people should be thinking about it because I think it's it's a very cheap way of saying, oh yeah, we want to make more money through broadcasting rights because they know people are going to watch the Champions League. Everyone loves the Champions League, but I'm telling you now, people will not enjoy this format and I can see it failing after one or two seasons because it's just going to be overkill, to be honest. It's going to be pure overkill. Um, so yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the Champions League format. I thought I would uh, share my thoughts on that. It's been a very... Very dramatic week in football, to say the least. The European Super League, I mean, it's died down, I think, a lot quicker than I thought it would. Like, I thought it'd be like sort of a week gone and it's still going on, but it seems to have died down now. But yeah, Perez, um, I've forgotten his name. And uh, Aregli? Oh, God, I've forgotten his name. and Angeli. Agnelli? Scumbags, mate. Absolute scumbags. Get these sort of guys out of football. Get. Proper fan ownership in. Let's use the German system because I think it could be one of the healthiest things in the Premier League. And let's not forget, this is a league where the broadcast deals are off the charts. So it's not like the clubs need more money, you know, especially the big six. But what can you say? Um, But I hope you've enjoyed my thoughts on that. Um, I will, like I said, this will, this was kind of an unexpected podcast, but I thought it was something worth talking about. Um, going so for my next podcast, I will have a guest. Um, it will be a sports or well, a football-related podcast. I'm not going to tell you who the guest is yet, but um, if you watch my gaming channel, um, you have met him before. Is there any other topics you would let like me to speak about on this podcast? Do let me know because. Listen, I'm open to anything. I can tell you some life stories. Um, I can tell you some very interesting life stories, actually. In fact, I might even do a cheeky, cheeky, uh, you know, cheeky podcast about that. I've got something in mind, actually. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's been a very interesting week in football. Not to go off topic. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be the end of episode two. I've really enjoyed uh, discussing my thoughts on the new Champions League format. Not a fan of it. Not looking forward to it. I think it will just be overkill, and it will just actually. I think it'll actually be a point of too much football, and it will allow you know it will allow teams to play shit and still have a chance to win. I just don't agree with it. If you're shit, you're shit. There's a reason you're shit. You don't deserve to be to have the chance to be champions of Europe. That's that's my thoughts on the matter. But ladies and gents, thank you for watching or listening. Um, do uh, give me a follow on Spotify. Share it round. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do subscribe and like, comment as well. And I will see you very soon on the next episode. I hope you're enjoying. Again, let me know if there's anything else you want me to discuss. And I will speak to you all very soon. Bye-bye.